the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good day. Happy Cyber Monday to you. I get the feeling Cyber Monday is little bit dramatic, especially down the road in years to come, as we kind of got accustomed to Black Friday, and then Black Friday deals start to happen on Thursday, and then, the, you know, right after Halloween, um, same thing will start kind of happening, in my opinion, so we'll see how the numbers roll out, they will be great numbers on Cyber Monday, um, after four-day holiday weekend, people are ready to shop, and, you know, I look at deals on Cyber Monday, for sure. Um, do I want one of those Echo speakers? Yes, no, maybe so. If I do, today's the day to get it because it's 20% off. Um, I like getting 20% off. I don't like paying full price for anything. Some 122 Americans. No, no. <laughs> Not 122 Americans. 122 million Americans are expected to take to their computers, their smartphones, and other devices. Scoop up bargains. Up by 1 million from a year ago. Um, so that's not a lot. You know, 121 million to 122 million. It tells you it's, it's getting there. Um, a lot of promotions are too good to pass up. I kind of agree with that. Um, I know it sounds like, uh, you hear me rail against people. Why did you spend $600 on a Halloween costume? Why did you spend, you know, $2,000 on Valentine's to get her, uh, you know, a, a diamond when you could have got a cubic zirconium three times the size for one one hundredth the price. Would she ever be able to tell the difference? Probably not. So why do I like shopping on Black Friday um, or Cyber Monday? It's because I know you. Um, I know you. You're going to shop. And, you know, Mark Cuban said a couple years ago, and I, I agree with this, you know, it was one of the sound bites that I saw, and I was instantly like, um, I think he's right. If you're going to spend the money on a gadget this year, spend it on that day. Get it at a discount. If you're going to spend money on a, a, a refrigerator or a dryer and it's on sale 
on Fourth of July. It's the, the Macy's Fourth of July. Everything's going sale. It's a good day to get it on the, the crazy day sales. And this happens to be one of them. So we got that going for us. I was, uh, obviously I took the last half of last week off uh, due to Thanksgiving. So hopefully you did as well. Um, hopefully you didn't get in any fights or you didn't do a little too much drinky drink and then start talking about Trump and Clinton and they're doing a recount in Wisconsin and that could swing the election back to her. What? Say what? It could happen. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but hopefully to get into a fight with a, an uncle who, you know, maybe is from Southern California or from Northern California and, you know, it's the good old civil war yet again. So today's a big day of sales. Um, it isn't so busy on the stock market right now. Um, the market has had an amazing run. You know, when you take a couple of days off from work, you get to get some perspective. And, you know, that's part of the perspective that I got was, whoa, things have kind of run pretty far, pretty fast. We're talking record highs almost across the board last week, right? So today, a little bit lower. Crude oil's a little bit higher. Ten-year Treasury bond, which has been a story this year, ever since Trump got elected, it moved from like the one five, one six range to two three, which means mortgages have moved pronounced um, rates. So, hopefully, you guys should refinance. And I honestly think I got the last low refinance because the day of Brexit, the world panicked and basically drove rates down on the ten-year to the point that I was like, I need to refinance one more time. And I did, and I'm happy that I did. So, um, as things eventually moved higher because, uh, since then, and again, the, the surprise Trump victory and the surprise, Hey, this is good for economic growth really is, uh, changed the way the market's positioned at this point in time. So the market's been on a tear, of course, since election day. Last week, it gained 1.4%. Since November 8th, it's up three and a half percent to a new record high. Russell 2000 is up 12.7%. The Russell 2000 small cap American companies had them proud to be an American or at least die. I'm not going to do country music, right? Um, but the Russell 2000 are small cap American companies. That's what they are. That's what they are. Um, some profit taking is to be expected on the market after you've had such a big run since basically election day. And, you know, look at the calendar. We're down to the last month. There's always a concerted effort to match the leaning of the futures markets when we see disruptions over the weekend, you know, with headline catalysts and Trump's mad at his number one counselor, uh, Kellyanne uh, Conway, because she doesn't really like Trump and she's going on record kind of a rogue way. Uh, lots going on. Lots going on that could cause a disconnect on market. So sometimes you see the markets open on Monday uh, goofy. So uh, a lot of reports have called attention to the reporting metrics of the holiday selling weekend. The main real big points of interest in my mind are that in-store traffic didn't fall off as much as feared. You know, a lot of people, and I'm one of them, in saying raise a little more cash right now. Um, Not a lot, just a little more. Um, As we start the new year, you know, how will investors, you know, embrace the Trump presidency and, you know, how will foreign investors embrace it as far as investors go? Again, I'm not talking politically. Um, I don't I don't say I don't care about that, but my show's not about that. 
So there's a lot of focus on OPEC this week. OPEC seems unlikely to get a deal done. Remember back a couple months ago, the, uh, OPEC is a cartel. And basically like a drug cartel, they control the supply of oil on the markets. Now, they used to be more important than they are. But when you get you know, 10, 15 of the biggest oil-producing countries in the world together, like, let's cut production. Yes, Vladimir, let's cut production. Um, okay, Saudi prince, let's cut production. Yes, let's cut production. Uh, and then oil prices move higher, and OPEC goes, well, we did it. We moved prices higher. And then it's time to pull out the hammer. Uh, who's going to cut production? I'm not going to cut production. You'll cut production. I'm not going to cut production. You'll cut production. So they haven't quite got those deals figured out. So, um, you know, Iran, uh, will they make production concessions to curb output when they've been kind of banned because of the United States and sanctions for so many years? Um, they're kind of excited about, you know, producing oil, even if it's cheaper oil than, you know, what could be forecast. But we'll see how uh, how sticky they are. No economic data of note uh, being reported today. And thus far, the treasury market has attracted some bargain hunting interests in the same way the stock market has succumbed to some profit-taking interests. So the yield on the 10-year note is about 2.3%, and that's notable. Uh, one of the things that I saw, you know, that a lot of people talked about over the holidays was Melania Trump's not going to live in the White House for the uh, for a little while. And the reason I bring that up is because people are angry at each other. Why well, I think that's horrible. How could the first lady not? And some people are like, oh, I think that's great. Um, I think it reflects the modern family. You know, she has a child. And, you know, a lot of people are on the second, third marriages. And we have to approach investing differently. We have to approach what we leave behind to our heirs, estate planning, differently. Um, we are not in the Nickelodeon world of leave it to beaver. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Hey, I've missed being on the air, so let's let's get it going. If you have any questions, drop them to me, Rob at RobBlackShow.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. A lot of things going on. Fall television. Must see TV, right? Ratings are again down across the board. NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox. Each network can make a claim that it has a new show, though, with a strong pulse. And it's kind of the, oh, don't look over there. Look over here. Um, 
it is kind of brutal in the world of television. Shows like The Walking Dead that are popular are down to double digit. A lot of people think the age of serialized television and the age of golden television where we're producing over 400 new shows a year um, is maxed. We've hit peak television, so to speak. Um, you can't help but wonder. So you can't help but wonder with so many options out there. A friend of mine is looking into a job at Amazon as far as uh, working with younger people's content. And, you know, my initial opinion is like, hey, Amazon's a great company and Amazon's going places. But then I'm like, Netflix is so established. And why hasn't Amazon really made that? Hey, did you see that new Amazon show like Netflix has? They have a little bit. Uh, but there's so much competition out there. I fear that we've hit peak television. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, real estate mortgage applications are on the rise right now. Why? People are panicking that interest rates will push mortgage rates higher. So they're getting their applications to purchase a home done now before they get priced out. Mortgage applications up 5.5% as homeowners. Uh, no, no. As individuals are thinking, you know, I got to get in on this home buying spree. Uh, a last hurrah. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Talk a little bit more about that. Joining me now, Tony Mendez. BayAreaLoanSource.com. I just had a appraisal done, and it's by far not cheap. And it doesn't feel like a great value. Person comes out with a electronic tape measure, walks around your home, bleep, 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 says, see you later. I'm like, you're not even going to come in? Nope. So I saw you did an appraisal three or four years ago. I'll just use that. And I'm going to charge you almost $1,000. Yeah, it's a little it's a little um, expensive for the kind of work that they actually look like they do. But a lot of the, what they do is in the back end. It, it, it is the collateral for the loan. Yes, uh, that is one thing that you you want to have uh, is a good appraisal. Um, and for a while there, Rob, it was really difficult for these appraisers to get their uh, value set because there just weren't enough sales, uh, comparable sales to your property. Um, and uh, or your house was too unique, or the comparables were in a different city. So we've actually that was, it was several years ago, you know, 2011, 2012. We actually had some problems finding uh, properties that were uh, we, we we had some loans basically go bad because we, the appraisals weren't acceptable by the lender. So they they do their job. It, it is it is crazy though. I can't talk to them. HVCC, which is the Home Valuation Code of Conduct, changed everything about appraisals. Um, one of the reasons why I believe we saw a rise, it was just one part of the um, the peak that we saw back in 2005, 2007, was because uh, lenders were able to call an appraiser and say, I need this value. I need 900000 uh, Well, I can only do 850 So they picks up the phone, calls another appraiser. I need 900000 And the guy goes, well, I'll get you 875 He goes, nah, I need 900 Calls another guy and goes, I'll give you, I'll give you 900000 um, so that all changed. Um, so there, they, they all, all these appraisers go through management companies now. They make less money, um, so they may feel less obligated to put or l- at least look like they're doing a, more work. So it's an interesting topic when it comes down to appraisals. Luckily, and for those who are thinking about getting their uh, doing a refinance or a purchase, appraised values have been coming in lately. A lot but of people I, approach appraisers the same way they approach mortgage lenders. Um. They want to get the lowest rate possible. 
and they'll just go from one mortgage lender to the next mortgage lender to the next mortgage lender to the next. And the mortgage lender can see that because they see that there's been soft credit pulls by mortgage lenders. So you get a guy who. Those aren't soft credit pulls, just so you know. They're hard credit pulls. Okay, hard credit pulls. Yeah. So he'll see that hard credit pull and he'll go. Yeah, you're shopping. You're shopping and I'm going to get, I'm going to say what you want to hear. In reality, that's the way to, if you were to shop for home loan, that is the way to do it. You need your credit to be pulled. Uh, and unless you have a copy of your credit report and you're giving it to the lender and they can make an analysis based on what you have on that credit report. But most loans today are run through an automated system and you have to have a credit report run through the system, um, not a piece of paper in order to get the results. Um, Otherwise, uh, you you do risk some sort of catastrophe, uh, you know, paying for an appraisal and not getting your money back. Uh, we just canceled a transaction, an appraisal transaction, because we have to move from one lender to another because we did some legwork prior to the appraisal to find out that we have to use a different lender. So this stuff like this happens, um, you know, but don't expect that from that kind of service from a bank. Banks will just order your appraisal right away, regardless of finding out if you get approved. I, I hate saying it, and I know there's some banker out there that's saying, oh, that's not what we do, but it's what you guys do. And then you take longer. Uh, and you lock people in with a pre, uh, application fees. So it's, it's, it's still a, and, and they do a ton of marketing to get people to come in the door and they say, with low closing costs and, and then they give you them that service. Don't get me started on banks. You and I saw a pretty embarrassing situation that a guy three months ago got a loan at 4%. Right. And he, he, he how was. How can you get a loan at 4%? They're, they're all like at 3.5 right now. Yeah, and he's priced out at 3.5. And, and, uh, three months later, and th- the rates did not change that much in three months, and that's because he went with a he went with the advice of a bank that said we're going to give you a low cost loan, and oh, low cost loan. Well, in reality, he's paying a higher rate and a higher payment, and he'll pay he'll ultimately pay more money out of his pocket every month, and then more beyond that payback period of what he would have paid normal if, if he would have paid close, lower closing co- more closing costs and had a lower rate with a lower payment. Because he has the equity, he could have rolled it into the loan, which he's going to do now. And give him the lower payment without any money out of his pocket. So, it, it don't get me started on on bankers. You Different can, between bankers and lenders, by the you way. You can get screwed by a guy who smiles at you and says a lot of nice things about you pretty quickly in real estate. Anyway, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. The more things change, well, the more things change. CNN's bringing in social app Beam or be me, um, to cultivate a millennial audience. Millennials are so key and critical to understanding investing and, and uh, concepts of where the money flow goes. Um, when I started investing 20-plus years ago, uh, the big theme was through retiring to the baby boomers. Now the big theme is through retiring to the baby boomers, plus the, the rise of the millennial and how they th- are throwing money around. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800 800-
516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, invested in more. We're looking at higher interest rates, for sure, is the thought. But that's where you get into trouble, for sure. And that can change the way you invest. Um, Keep in mind, that's something you can grasp and it's something you can work with. But then there's things like, will OPEC stick to a deal or not, that you have no control over. You can't even figure it out. Uh, you could run best case, worst case scenarios and invest somewhere based on that. If you're aggressive, you go best case or worst case. Um, if you're passive, you, you go on the cautious side. Um, but then there's the headlines out there like there's an active shooter today reported on an Ohio State University campus. Um, so there's a Buckeye alert, active shooter on campus, run, hide, fight, Watts Hall, 19th in college. Now... You can't predict anything like that, right? So there's a lot going on here. Is that there's headline risk, there's terrorist risk, there's accidental risk. There's different types of risk, and you have to like start thinking about that. Um, there's unemployment where you lose your job, and I'm going to get back to work. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get back up on my horse. I'm going to go find it, and then it's not there. There's a lot of risk out there. Anyhow, uh, you know, obviously hopes and prayers and thoughts go out to anyone who has a kid at Ohio State University. Um, There's a lot of ambulances on scene. We'll see how that plays out. Um, Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning. Then I'm going to talk some interest rate strategies and ideas uh, that should play out in 2017. Joining me now, Chad, CFP Chad Burton. Host of Focus on Wealth, heard every day here, Monday through Fridays at noon on this very station. Let's talk about the six success factors for retirement. These are success factors. Like These are things that have to go your way in order to make your retirement go smoothly. And it's all financially oriented. One of the first success factors is a flexible retirement date. Now, I know some people, Chad, and I have a friend who her dad just recently was like 55, 56, 57, lost his job. And he's taken unemployment, and basically that's his retirement date. He doesn't want to go back to work. So uh, it's the give-up retirement. It's the give-up retirement. Yeah, it and happens it, a lot. And I'm like, he has to be more flexible. I looked at his finances. He doesn't have enough. You, you know, here's what happens. A lot of people that retire based on an age rather than a portfolio value or the give-up type of retirement, So a lot of times it comes from depression. So the give-up retirement is like, oh, I lost my job. I'm 50-something. And it's yeah. really a depression issue. Like they feel it's a worth okay. issue that they can't get past, and maybe that's some counseling and whatever it may be to get past that. Those that retire with an age in mind, regardless of how many, how much they have in assets to support their retirement, typically it's because they've had a horrible work-life balance. Most people hate their job that don't have a work-life balance. Okay. If you have a work-life balance, you can get your day, you know, go through your day and use it as a way to fund the balance part of your life, the things that you enjoy. Okay. And those same people that retire with that date in mind rather than a portfolio value. Since they didn't have any balance, they also don't have anything to do in retirement. So not only do they not have enough assets, but they're bored. Okay. That's pretty bad because then they're staying at home watching Oprah. Right. And that's what happens. And, they, and that is enjoyable to them for the first year because they couldn't stand their job. They hated the person next to them. 
that they worked with or the group that they worked for or the toxic environment, whatever it may be, and they're fine for a year doing nothing, and then they get bored. But then they also realize they don't have enough money to go travel and do the things that you're supposed to be doing in retirement. The best retirement, the happiest clients that I have yeah. are the ones that say, I don't know how I had time to work. I'm so busy now. For me personally, and I, I don't want to make it all about me, but I'm starting to think, you know, when do I want to take my foot off the gas? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm trying now to do things like volunteer work so that later when I do retire, I won't be kind of like a fish out of water. Right. My my retirement's going to be probably re- uh, charity work as well as, um, oh, you know, maybe college classes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, so now I, I need to take a college class soon, kind of get that feel, do I still like doing this yep. as much as I used to 20 years ago? Uh, but that's my retirement plan. I don't really want to see the Sphinx. It's just a big rock in the desert. No interest. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, and I've, I'm considering putting off my retirement, ideal retirement age and asset goal um, so I can afford to heliski once a year. I mean, I went and, you know, as you know, I got married out of helicopter on a heliski trip. It's an expensive deal. It's a bucket list type of, of an event. So put, but it's so much fun to me that I would rather put off my retirement 10 years in order to be able to heliski every year for the next 10 years. How pricey is it? If you're talking for a, the Canadian trip that we went on. It's usually like six grand a person for a bad. five to seven day trip. That's not terrible. Yeah, but if you're talking about two people. You're budgeting a thousand dollars a month for you for could, fun. You could afford. If it. you put a thousand dollars a month into a 401k, you know how wealthy you're going to be after 10 years. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But you could get. But I, I'm 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 willing. Yeah. I love my job. I love the people I work with. You don't cut retirement savings, do you? No. Okay. No, it's just a matter of I know I could retire earlier, but so let's talk- I enjoy the work. I, I'd rather, rather do adventure while my knees and hips can take it. So let's explain this idea of putting off retirement age. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, one of the reasons you want to do it, you know, if you can put off until 70, you get more Social Security. Um, but should you put off retirement, for instance, if your health is not good? Um, it depends. It's, so it's if you're a single person yeah. and your health's not good... Then probably not. No, I mean you've got to realize. But at the same time, you could get five years into it and realize that your health's better than you thought, or there's some sort of a medical advance. There's always that risk if you're if you make that decision. But let's say you're uh, an, an older guy, right? Yeah. And you could work another couple of years and maximize your Social Security, um, but you choose not to because you're not well, you're not healthy enough. But your spouse is healthy, so maybe you should continue to work, max out your Social Security. So that when you pass away, she has a larger 401k and a larger Social Security check. Um, so it really depends on the situation and what's important to you and what the other spouse is willing to do if if you're not healthy. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring it up because I'm starting to get to the point where I've worked really, really, really hard, and I do like the idea of you know getting out earlier before later because I I don't think I'm going to live a really long life. I've worked really hard. I don't sleep well. I've been yeah. you know slightly overweight a lot. So. <laughs> When I go, I'm going to go pretty fast. There's the skinny Rob and the chubby Rob? Skinny Rob was 20 years old. <laughs> he hasn't been skinny for many, many years. I, could, I refer to myself as puffy. So I'm not exactly fat. Because you like pie charts so much. I do like pie charts. My favorite pie chart is how much pie I've eaten. With that said, it's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. How are you? Um... Always want you thinking. Always want you on your feet. When having insurance, you think you're covered and you're not. Uh, I could tell you uh, countless of emails that I get from people who have kids who are uh, fighting the insurance 
uh, world. I've got a personal friend of mine who's an insurance attorney who goes after companies who claim they're going to pay. Uh, but then once you file, they're like, oh, we're going to sit on it for two weeks. We'll get back to you. And then they sit on it, and they don't get back. And then, oh, you were supposed to do form number 719. And you do form 719, and they're like, okay, we'll get back to you in two weeks. Then they sit on it. Oh, it was denied because, well, it was denied. And uh, you, you ultimately give up. You get so frustrated. So... Make sure your insurance is what you think it is. Ask a lot of questions. Get it in writing if you can. Try to have a point of contact that you trust. Um, I think some insurance is tougher to rip people off. I think healthcare is the easiest to say, mm, sorry. Uh, you know, if you've ever had a kid who checks into an emergency room, a lot of times they'll go, okay, thanks for bringing him in. I, let's take his temperature. Let's, you know, get his pulse. Uh, oh, you need to go to a different uh, kids' hospital because we don't have a specialist, you know, who does this. You know, we could fix broken bones, but your kid has a, a puffy face, and we don't do puffy faces, so you go to another emergency room. And they're like, oh, you need to check in at the other side of the building. But, of course, they take his pulse and his vitals first, and you go to the third one, and suddenly you're charged for walking into three different emergency rooms and insurance isn't your friend um, and all the the first two did was pulse and like it's crazy system is so broken in my opinion um, we need to figure out how to price medical care um, and not it's a question mark going in uh, <clears throat> since president-elect donald trump's a surprise election victory there's something that people are expecting the end of the super low interest rate era um, based on stronger economic growth and higher inflation, interest rates are rising. Rising rates also can do things, you know, other than show a reflection of growing economies and inflation, um, but they can rise too far too fast and people will be priced out of homes. Um, home purchases and auto sales um, do well with lower interest rates because you could buy more home. You could afford a home. So affordability goes down as interest rates go higher. Savers are finally getting, you know, a decent return on their bank accounts. In theory, you know, one half of 1% is better than zero, but it's still pretty low. So savers should be kind of a winner here. Um, it's, but it's not so good if you're buying a home. Consumer spending and borrowing, a rise in interest rates, pinch Americans with added cost of an interest rates of interest. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Black now. 800 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for being a part of the show. You can always find me at robblackshow.com. 2017, I want to do more webinars and seminars that are smart and in the right area at the right time at the right place. Give me feedback. Where do you want me to come? How many people do you think will be there? What do you want me to talk about? Uh, one of the areas that I look into is retirement. Um, as I've gotten older, I've approached the thought of where the heck am I going to live? Uh, I don't want a lot of traffic when I'm retired. Uh, yeah, there'll be Ubers and things like that to, to shuttle me around. But, and this is a huge but, um, I don't want a lot of traffic. So, do you? I want good health care. I read an amazing book, When Breath Becomes Air, about a Stanford doctor, a neurosurgeon, one of the toughest possible jobs on the planet. When he entered med school, he didn't, you know, cower. He went for the hardest possible, um, you know, outcome of medical school. Wanted to work on brains. <clears throat> Wanted to be able to cut people's heads open. Somewhere around the age of 35, he gets cancer, which is statistically improbable but he did and it's an amazing book I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who you know it's a great holiday gift um, I was the last chapter of the epilogue I was crying my eyes out because it got me thinking you know what death looks like um, how do we approach it how do we think about it um, but like retirement does the same thing for me so in retirement I want a good hospital because a good hospital is going to have good surgeons, and a good hospital is going to, you know, a good university like Stanford is going to have good doctors. So you got to be near a good university, in my opinion, in retirement. That's my number one thought. Uh, I don't want to live in Tahoe if the surgeons in Tahoe are going to be like, well, I've done some brain surgery on bears. I'm not saying anything negative about Tahoe, because uh, I haven't looked into it. But we all need to look into where we're going to live. And something that's important to me is, you know, college uh, college towns. So um, the economy is really stable in college towns. Uh, retirees don't want to live where businesses are closed and the, the economy is suffering or there's consequences. Retirees want to live where things are good. There's a good website called bestplaces.net. Bestplaces.net if you want to take a look for some ideas on where you might want to live in retirement. Cyber Monday is big, 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 big. 122 million Americans are expected to shop today. And the only thing I ask is don't buy stupid plastic stuff that ends up in a dump. Uh, try to buy good quality stuff if you can. Go for the discounts. Know that 60% of items on Amazon can be found cheaper. Google's got a website that they run. It used to be called Frugal. Um, and it will compare prices for you. So... You could get mobile devices today at lunch like Walmart or Target or Amazon and, and surf around. Get stuff that you're going to use. You know, if you've got a 7-year-old, 8-year-old TV, sure, go get a new 55-incher. Um, you can get it for, you know, 40, 50% off today. 
So Disney's Mona pulled in $81 million. That's pretty impressive. What's even more impressive is Disney's cracked the code. Um, so this weekend we had a you know four-day, five-day holiday weekend, right? And they released Mona, and it pulled in $81 million, making it uh, number two all-time over the holiday weekend. Now, it wasn't going to be Frozen. It wasn't going to beat it. It wasn't going to be it either. Frozen was special. It was lightning in a bottle. It's tough to recapture. But Disney's figured out Turkey Day. And nine out of the top ten movies ever released over the Thanksgiving weekend are Disney films. Um, Dwayne Johnson, uh, he's kind of a commodity, you would say. A Polynesian girl who heads out on an ocean journey to save her people. Not exactly the most original story. But then you get the music by Lin-Manuel Miranda, which you can't ask for a hotter person right now, coming off of Hamilton. Um, But Mona started off good, and it's doing really well. Now, it's funny because Disney also came out with A Good Dinosaur. That movie did great, and just goes to show you, uh, Disney's got a magic touch. The Good Dinosaur was not beloved like Frozen and Mona are being. So Cuba's got the death of Fidel Castro, and that should open up the country for more tourists. And it should open up the country for better economic conditions and opportunity. I'm not a 25-year-old young buck, but if I was trying to figure out my life right now and trying to figure out where my career is going to go, you look for opportunity. And if you don't see opportunity in Havana... Uh, with all the poverty. Let's turn that around just a little bit. Just like when we turned around China and we put factories worldwide there. You created a, a, a lower middle class or an upper lower class or something along those lines. So, 800-516-1220. San Francisco's Muni light rail system. Um, if you were on it on Friday, you might have learned that you got hacked. Uh, super important that Every 30, I'm sorry, every 90 days, roughly, you change your passwords. Put it in a, your phone. Your smartphone is, is there to set appointments and to babysit them. Apple announced, that, well, they didn't announce, but researchers announced that Apple gets 91% of global smartphone profits. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. I was looking at how many phones are sold by Apple and how many phones are expected to be sold by Google's Pixel. Google's Pixel is supposed to bring in three to four billion dollars in revenue next year, right? The problem is um, that's not very much. So Google's going to sell around 5 to 6 million. Apple sold 212 million iPhones in 2016. So not 3 billion dollars in revenue, but 137 billion for Apple. Find me online at robloxshow.com, Twitter robloxshow, YouTube robloxshow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.